Welcome to Nevertheless, She Persisted. I'm your host, Sadie. Every Friday, I post interviews about mental health, dialectical behavioral therapy, and teenage life. These episodes break down my mental health journey, teach skills to help you cope with life, and showcase testimonials from teens just like you. Whether you've struggled yourself or just want to improve your mental fitness, this podcast is your inspiration to live a life you love and keep persisting. This week on Nevertheless, She Persisted. I didn't want to recover. Recovery was harder than having an eating disorder. I innately believed that I don't deserve love or care or to be happy. I fought as hard as I could fight. I'm making these changes and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm beating this depression. Full recovery is real and it is so worth it. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is Lexi Smith, an 18-year-old from Kaysville, Utah. After receiving treatment and fully recovering from anorexia, Lexi is now an advocate for eating disorder awareness and recovery. She's active on social media and schedules speaking engagements regularly to encourage individuals to live a more well-rounded life mentally, physically, and socially. Well, thank you, Lexi, so much for joining me on Nevertheless, She Persisted. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so the first question I wanted to ask you was about your mental health journey. So starting from the beginning, can you tell listeners about your journey with your mental health? Of course. It kind of started, I guess, back in like seventh grade. And what happened was I just kind of started to develop some depression in my life. And I was super perfectionistic. And this was <laughs> me too. This was totally normal for me. Mm-hmm. I had always kind of been this way growing up. And for whatever reason, as soon as I hit junior high, it really started to hit me hard. And I thought that this was the worst year of my life. And it was. It was really, really hard. But for however I did it, somehow I got through that. And eighth grade was a little bit better. And ninth grade was pretty great. And then I decided that I wanted to get healthy. I wanted Mm -hmm. to exercise more. I wanted to eat better. And so I set that goal. And it was a very broad goal just to get healthy. And so that was at the start of 2017. And then from there, it kind of spiraled out of control. And this perfectionism kind of drove what became an an anorexic eating disorder and more of an orthorexia type eating disorder that was more health related. Whereas I had such good intentions that just Mm -hmm. didn't end up going the way that I planned. And with all of my genetics and with the environment around me, everything just kind of had this perfect creation into this eating disorder. I was diagnosed with anorexia officially on October 9th of 2017. I was a sophomore in high school at the time, and then I was immediately admitted to Primary Children's Hospital in Salt Lake, Mm -hmm. and there I spent six days. I had an NG feeding tube put in, which went up my nose, down my throat, and then into my Mm -hmm. stomach, and I had this for the following four months. So for a really, really long time, I went to school with it. I um, went to all of my therapy and all my dietitian appointments and everything. And so I just used this feeding tube at night. And then I, in addition to the feeding tube, also ate regular meals. So I was getting a lot, (laughs) a lot of food, a lot of, a lot of calorie consumption to get me back to weight maintenance and to get my body and then to get my Mm -hmm. mind healthy. And then from there, I just kind of went in to recovery. I started to get mad at my eating disorder and everything it had taken from me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to let go of my goals and my ambitions. And so I fought as hard as I could fight. And eventually I was able to reach reach full recovery, and then I've kind of just turned around and become an... In ways better prepared as a parent, and that includes for your three younger siblings. So, Definitely. So I'd say that that's the, 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 the main difference. Um, so... Do 
you want to be featured on a future episode or have questions you want answered about therapy, depression, anxiety, or life, do you want to share your story? Email inquiries at shepersistedpodcast.com or reach out via social media. You can also head over to my website, shepersistedpodcast.com, and fill out the contact form anonymously or with your name. I hope to hear from you. This is like a more general question, kind of, but looking back like 15, 20 years ago, what did you think it would be like to parent a teenager? Oh, I had no idea. (laughs) I had absolutely no idea. And it's probably better that I didn't Mm -hmm. uh, have any idea because, you know, you just sometimes you're better off being naive and ignorant and, Mm -hmm. and make no mistake. Your mom and I absolutely were naive and ignorant about what it was going to take to be a parent and what our approach to parenting would be. I think we only had a couple of key principles that we still hold near and dear, which is we wanted to make sure that each of our kids knew that they were loved unconditionally, mm-hmm. no matter what decisions they made, no matter the situation that, that, that we just thought it was very important that each of our children know that they are loved unconditionally. And then the other thing that we try to and continue to try to do is to help our kids understand the importance of making kind choices mm-hmm. to other people, to themselves, and, and, and to do that each and every day. And then finally, to do the absolute best that you can with what God's given you. And so those are the three principles that we had heading into this parenting adventure. But beyond that, we were absolutely naive and ignorant. And in some ways, we still are. Gotcha. Well, thank you for coming on and answering my questions and hopefully giving like teenagers and parents, if they're listening, a little bit more insight into how to navigate the craziness that is like being a teenager. So yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking about all that. I really appreciated it. No worries, Sadie. I'm super happy. And I know I've told this to you personally, but mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you for doing this podcast. Thank I think you are you have unique experiences that mm-hmm. not many young, young ladies have. And for you to decide to share those experiences and the wisdom that you gain through it for others that might be in a similar situation in terms of suffering from mm-hmm. any level of depression and anxiety, I think it's a wonderful thing to give back to the world. So I'm very, very proud of you. Thank you. Well, I'll see, I'll talk to you guys next week for our next episode. Thank you for listening and be sure to come back next Friday. All right, ready? Yes. yes. P.S. Nevertheless, she, she persisted. persisted. If you enjoyed this week's episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. To stay updated on new episodes dropping and bonus content, follow the Nevertheless, She Persisted Instagram at Nevertheless Podcast with SS, the Twitter account at She Persisted underscore SS, the Facebook at Nevertheless, She Persisted Podcast with Sadie Sutton, and check out my blog, Nevertheless, She Persisted Podcast with Sadie Sutton dot photo dot blog. And don't worry, all of these are linked in today's episode notes. Don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you next Friday. Thanks for listening. P.S. Nevertheless, she persisted.